In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. His orders are simple to list. Teach, preach, administer the sacraments according to Christ's institution. On this side of glory, according to appearances, all he has are words. And words are kind of easy to ignore. Yes, these words can pronounce God's judgment, but that judgment is often unseen or seemingly far off in the future. God's judgment seems far away. So also, too, even the fulfillment of his promises seems distant. The world has heard these words before, and this is just one more voice to ignore. To the world, this voice speaks not high and lofty wisdom, but utter foolishness, a complete waste of breath. In the eyes of the world, it's foolish not to indulge the desires of the flesh, adultery and idolatry, hatred and jealousy, drunkenness and selfishness. It's foolish to carry someone else's burden. It's foolish to suffer for what God says is true. And so we are tempted to seek after easy answers and excuses. Our reason can be misled into convincing us that just this once is really okay. Our conscience can become seared or hardened. Experience can be deceiving. And yet we also know that there are consequences for our sin. The devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh want to lead our heart and mind into false belief despair, and other great shame and vice. They want your faith destroyed, shipwrecked, and abandoned. These are your enemies, O Christian, and they want you to follow the wide way that leads only to destruction. Now, you all know and confess that God's word alone says what is true. It alone is completely infallible, without error, and totally trustworthy for all doctrine and every part of your life. But by his word, and through pastors like this man, your Lord has baptized you. And by that word, the Father claimed you as his own dear child and heir. By that washing, he says that you belong to him and he wants to get you safely home to be with him. He knows that your way is dangerous. That's why the Lord sends pastors among us, men whose duty and responsibility it is to preach to God's people, to call them back, to keep them on the path and get them home. Now, your new pastor has a wealth of experience in this regard, and he is no stranger to suffering, both in his own life and in the lives of those he has cared for. A military and hospital chaplain deals with what is real, 
Suffering is part of life in this world, and death comes for all. Sometimes that's evident, and sometimes not so much. But his value to you is not found in his experience. It's because he is called to preach God's word to you. That's why our Lord instituted this office of the ministry. So God puts a pastor, or in our case, two pastors in your midst, so that his word would be among you. That his word would keep you on the path that your eyes would remain on Jesus and on his saving gospel alone. That you wouldn't be distracted from this faith by suffering or loss, wealth, or the wisdom of this world. Thus, as this pastor bears such responsibility before you, the Lord includes a duty and responsibility for the members of this congregation. It isn't just about what Pastor Malstrom is promising and what God has commanded him to do. Hebrews says, Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Now these words, submit and obey, uncomfortable, and especially so for modern ears. But his authority isn't because Pastor Malstrom is so great. And it's not because he knows from military experience how to command action or behavior. His authority among you isn't one of coercion, command, or power. For none of these can change the human heart. His authority is the authority of the word, to teach, to exhort, to guide, to admonish, to reorient, to forgive. And so will you, dear members of our Savior, believe this and confess it? Will you submit and obey God's word? Now, Pastor Malstrom isn't here to investigate your sins and to get you into trouble. He's here to watch over you as a shepherd, watches over his sheep. He's here to keep you on your Lord's path, to guide you safely home. So to obey him in this way is to keep God's word, to believe and trust that what God says, so that your pastor's preaching isn't in vain. Love, honor, and obey him. Support him and his family with your gifts, your prayers, your words, and your presence, even as you have supported me and my family. When God calls a man to speak on his behalf, when that man speaks God's word, it is as if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself. And so to deny or ignore God's word when it is preached is to deny the Lord himself and to fight against even your own salvation. And so these are the things you will promise today if a pastor of a congregation isn't your pastor, then you are also denying your membership 
in that church. And so thus, he is called to a great responsibility before us. That's why the Lord has promises for Pastor Malstrom too. His faithfulness to you as the congregation of God's people depends on his teaching and preaching God's word and only God's word. And so Eric, stick to the simplicity of Jesus' words. You may be tempted to believe in your own wisdom and rely too much on your own experience. You may think at times that Jesus' words aren't enough to get people's attention. Perhaps at times you may want to be nicer than God, to scratch itching ears. Or on the other side, it may be easy to think that Jesus is too generous, too forgiving, too welcoming. You may try to be a better preacher of the law than Jesus. And it's easy to think that God's word alone cannot bring the sinner to repentance, that something else must be added. But what this people needs is always and only God's word. The law in full sternness, the gospel in full sweetness, the fullness of God's promises. Nothing left out because it's uncomfortable or too difficult to preach or because people won't like it. The Lord also demands a holiness of life for his preachers. St. Paul tells Pastor Timothy in today's epistle, flee these things. It's sort of an odd cutting of of the text where the these things gets left out. But if you go back and read, you'll see that he says, to avoid greed and ambition, conceit and quarrels, and rather pursue righteousness, faith, love, godliness, patience, love, and gentleness. Now, neither of these lists lists everything, but the pastor in word and in deed is an example to the flock and to the world. Now, this doesn't mean that you are to therefore have a life without sin, for then no man, not even the apostles, could be pastor. But you are to possess a life of faith, of repentance and forgiveness, a life and faith centered on God's word alone. And so that's why you pledge fidelity to our Lutheran confessions. Dear saints, God speaks through such men. That's why even the Apostle Paul trembles with fear and refuses to rely on human wisdom. Though called by God to preach, Paul knew he was utterly unworthy to do so. But as the Lord calls, so the pastor goes. He preaches the gospel, administers the sacraments. Because the gospel isn't like some infectious particle, which I'm sure we've heard plenty of details about infectious particles lately. It's not an infectious particle that floats around in the air and sort of infuses itself into you as you walk on by. The gospel is preached. It's a message, a word, a proclamation, a promise. So God gives you men whose only job is this, to speak God's word and to point you to Jesus. 
And when they do, as God has commanded them, he creates true faith in your heart, and you receive all the treasures of heaven. Now, if all you want to hear or to learn is how to live a decent and respectable life, a pastor isn't going to be much help. But if you are a sinner who needs a savior, then you need his preaching and his gifts given according to his institution. You need his name, his promises, his body and blood, and these the Lord, the Lord gives you. This congregation is dear and precious to our Savior. When he looks at her, he sees a pearl of great price, because you, dear saints, are defined by the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is what the preacher preaches. This is what hearers believe. This alone is the power and the wisdom of God. This is your life and your peace. This is your salvation. This is your way home. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.